<laughs> okay, pre-show for 398. Yeah, hey everybody. Wow, 398, so was, man. It's been a while without a pre-show because, let's see, uh, two weeks ago... It was just, it was not a good weekend for me. I had two days of, of pretty much like heavy drinking going on. I didn't want to have a third in there. So it just, was, just wasn't a good situation. Uh, and then uh, this Sunday, we did it. We tried to do the debate pre show, and that was just, or post show rather, but that was. Um, See, I was into it, but you weren't feeling well, it. Well, we went long stretch without saying yeah. anything, and. The whole debate, like after, like halfway into it, I was just I felt like I was being assaulted by it instead of being interested mm-hmm. in it, and and especially the end, I felt like I needed a shower. <laughs> so I, not only did I not enjoy that debate just because it was disgusting, I didn't want to put anyone else through that either. Right. I enjoyed it in the way you enjoy a car accident on the highway. <laughs> Like, you just want to see, like, how bad it was, how bad it can get. Well. You can't help but see. But an hour and a half of that, you know. You're okay with seeing a a car wreck by the side of the road. Staring at a car wreck for an hour and a half? Not really. Well, it's it's like a slow motion car wreck. For an hour and a half. Well, really slow motion. (laughs) Because you never no, I mean, know. Because, I mean, you, Trump was like... You're not looking at your watch. Just want to do something else if for an hour and a half of watching a slow-motion car wreck? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But you just never knew how crazy Trump was going to get. And you still don't. <laughs> the no, thing that... his chains are broken. No yeah. restrictions on him anymore. I should know better with my you know many years of experience, but it... it the last couple of days, like reading how different people are reacting to the debate, mm-hmm. like people are seeing like completely different outcomes of the debate. Sure. And I have always understood this when, you know, it's a sane debate and there's a back and forth and there's a discourse and you can uh, spin it where your side wins. But this is like the first time where I've seen like complete... Planet of the Apes, tear your arms out of your sockets. Hey, we won! <laughs> Confirmation bias is is a thing, and there's also something called the backlash effect, where if you present somebody with in, with data that shows that they're wrong, mm-hmm. they're more likely to immediately double to double down than they are to agree with you. So you have to right. you, you have to let them find it on their own. Or at least let them honestly look for it, as opposed to just shoving in their face. Like, I want to show you this. It's not going to carry over to the radio real well, but it's not that long. I saw this on Twitter today. So it's Trump and Hillary walking out on stage. Oh, I heard this. Yeah. Oh, you've heard this one? And they start singing. Yeah, so that's just shots from the thing, like... They've slowed down the talking, so they, they've synchronized Trump's lips to some of this pretty well. Yes, I swear it's a truth, and I owe it all to you. And Hillary started singing. Since Greg has seen it, yeah. I'll play through. Please don't. You don't like it? No. You don't. Uh, this, though, this is a great 
This explains the the debate, I think, perfectly. <laughs> um, ten seconds. So yeah. He minimized sexual assault. He threatened to jail Hillary Clinton. What? He praised. Uh, he minimized sexual assault. He threatened to jail Hillary Clinton. He praised Assad and Putin. He trashed Pence. He promoted Islamophobia, and it was his best day in a week. That's. How <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens you know mm-hmm. so they're, they're like well it was better than all the other days so we're gonna call it a win and even though it was just lies lies mm-hmm. lies 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 doesn't matter to to trump voters because they don't they're, they're post fact uh, <laughs> they transcended the need for facts well i mean you, you can see it happening with the whole global warming thing yeah and evolution and Uh. <laughs> Welcome Trump, to planet Earth, man. It's Trump backers tweet repeal the nineteenth after polls show that he'd win if only men voted. Yes, yeah, sure. Well, those are the de- those are the deplorables that Hillary was talking about. Oh boy! Well, you look at uh, a graph of a normal distribution, and. About one standard deviation is 60, uh, 68%. Mm-hmm. Right. So you figure most of the population is going to be in that 68%, but that means that there's uh, 30%, 32% of the population that's outside of at least one standard deviation from the norm. That's where these people live, right? And if you want to yeah. get, I mean, at, at, uh, at two, it's 95, and at three, it's 97. So... But um, yeah, lots of lots of people in here, but not 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 enough to swing an election, right? The um, saw a chart on five thirty eight today it had all the counties in the country, and it had their like the upside swing like mm-hmm. from like last election, and like in Western Pennsylvania there was one blue county. Not that's not the one. one. What's this one? That's who would win if... Oh, uh, the smiley face? Oh. <laughs> it's what it would look like if only the states had formed a smiley face voted in the election. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw the smiley face before I realized that was the core of the joke. Yeah, and then there's this too, which is... Uh, what This is what 2016 would look like if just women voted, right? You saw this, mm-hmm. and then this is what it would look like if... <laughs> <laughs> it's on fire. <laughs> So, like, there's some states that are Trump, including our state of Pennsylvania. There's, uh, most of the states are Hulk Hogan. <laughs> and there's some states that are literally, literally, literally on fire, fire, like California and, uh, and Montana, interestingly. Like Alaska has the bar and sickle. The hammer and sickle. And somehow, yeah, South Carolina is missing. <laughs> there's North Carolina. No, it's just missing. <laughs> I mean, it's wearing a hat. Uh, you know, but there's other chart. Like the only place, so Butler County is skewing towards Democrat mm-hmm. this election, which I guess is a good thing. But we were pretty red in this lovely county of mine previously. Well, you still got people out there with the signs. Yes, and. Uh... And so 
like you said, backlash. You can't just come up to him and say, you got to take that down. You gotta, he has to find it out on his own. But also, there's there's the phenomenon where it's like a sports team in some sense. They're, you're you're backing this guy, and and you're not going to change your team. Doesn't matter what anybody does. Because for most people, it doesn't matter. Most people don't care. Mm-hmm. That's why most people don't vote. So. You can talk about how the president, you know, is important for the world economy and all that stuff, but it doesn't really enter their lives. Right. So they're fine with just it being a, a sports game. And it wouldn't matter if anyone else was running on the Republican ticket. Most, yeah, for, for the most part, no. I mean, as shocking as I find Pence's views, he wouldn't be a... Uh, a threat. <laughs> Please give us Mike Penn. <laughs> um, oh, God. So much so much has happened, though. Well, anyway, let's get off the politics. Okay. Off the politics. So, last week, uh, I went to the escape room again. And we did the newsroom. And we won! Yay! We escaped! Cool. So, that was good. We did it in 52 minutes. Okay. Or something like that, fifty-two, fifty-four. Yeah, like it was fifty-two. That. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was uh, fun. We had eleven people, and you know, we got plenty of hints along the way. It's not like you. Yeah. I don't know if you could do it without the hints, because <laughs> just getting an, a hold of what all those puzzles are supposed to yeah. be. Yeah, well, you a well-designed puzzle mm-hmm. would be able to do it without hints, mm-hmm. right? If they're giving hints. For the same thing over and over again, then there's a flaw in the puzzle. Right. How did you do with um, like delegation of duties and leadership and things like that? How did you do compared to the last time? It it kind of it was it was still kind of a cluster for a while, but then at a certain point, some of the groups started. Like I, I worked on, on this one puzzle with with another person, and then the rest of the group was doing other things. So we so we definitely did like split apart when we were trying to solve. Because there were there were essentially two major. I don't want to give anything away, but there were essentially like, uh, there were for us at least two major puzzles going on at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to have that delegation or that that, that uh, separation, so they could right. work on that puzzle and we were working on ours. Was it as frantic? Were you calmer? A little calmer. Uh, it got a little more frantic near the end, but. And there were some things that actually went wrong with it. <laughs> like there was one thing where a uh, something is supposed to uh, was supposed to open up and let go of something, and uh, it did. But the key that was supposed to be inside of this thing was actually stuck on the door of the yeah. <laughs> of the apparatus. So. That that's was, like that's like when we couldn't find the battery holder for the flashlights when we were at the other escape room. It's maybe. Like, the, it wasn't supposed to be a puzzle, but we ran out of time because mm. we never found the battery holder. They didn't, they didn't have a hint thing at, the, at that one, huh? No, that one had hints, too. They would actually slide, but it was it was old school. She'd write it down and slide it under the door on a piece of paper. Oh. Interesting. Well, newsroom, you're constantly being monitored anyway. Mm. So, or at least that's part of the gimmick. Okay. Um, so yeah, I definitely want to go back and do agency. Oh, they have another one. There? They have 
four there. Okay. They have apartment, agency, dig, and newsroom. And then once you do all those, you can do the yeah. escape room. Uh-huh. And there's a place in Ross now, apparently, so you can make your way around. You can be the... Uh, I would be happy to. Escape King. One of them is like is okay for like two or three people, so Okay. We should definitely like just do Yeah. It. I'd be up for doing it again. I talked about before how I'd love like a weekend long <laughs> like camp out type thing in a warehouse. Yeah. Kind of. I wouldn't love the price tag of it. Yeah. But... Also get a little annoying puzzles everywhere. <laughs> Maybe not. Who knows? There could be time-based things or whatnot, you know. Gotta wait for a block of ice to melt, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> so I was showing this to Jeff uh, last Sunday, my new iPhone 7 Plus. I like it a lot. It's really fast. Uh, it still is... It's a little different in terms of, like, the feel of the buttons. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, even the side button feels a little bit different. Uh, the... I, I like the non-button uh, home button. Right. I'm fine with it. Do you take it in the shower with you now? No, but I could. <laughs> you need a phone holder in your shower now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have a attached. I have an attachment for this for my car, so I haven't. So it plugs in and still okay. gets a headphone jack, so that's not really a problem. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, it's just it. It's a nice. It, it's it's a you know. It's, it's Can I good. see the camera? Yeah, sure. Because it has the optical zoom. It does have thing. the the yeah. One is a regular wide angle. One is a telephoto lens. So it's got two lenses on it. And then it uses. There's, like a, a, there's a little thing at the button. There's a one x two x. Yep, yep, yep. But if you, you can scroll between it, and it uses like interpolation of the two cameras. I don't know if that software feature is there yet. I think that was. Not quite there. I'm, I'm at one and a half right now. Oh, okay, so never mind. You just pinch to go. Yeah. So you can go all the way up to 10x, but it's obviously digital. It'll pass two. So here, let me take it. Yeah, okay, the, the, the thing that they have, they're going to have, is the one where you can uh, fade the background out so you can oh. add a depth of field. Right, right. So, so I just took a picture at one and a half and a picture at two. And I mean, the clarity. Some fingerprints on your lens. Well, that happens. Yep. Try that again. New experiment. Anything else you really like about the phone? Uh, it's. I mean, it, it's been two years. It, it it feels fast and new, so it's good to have it. We've had that iPhone six plus for two years. I'm now on the plan where I can get a new one in. A year though, so if you know, if Apple comes out with a brand new, like mm-hmm. ridiculous, awesome design that I have to get for its ten-year iPhone, then I just do that. So there was an interesting story about the uh, the Google AI that won the Go tournament. Okay. Did you read that? Uh, I haven't seen it now. Oh, no, I did see this story. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a uh, it's interesting to see what AI can really do, which is artificial intelligence can help find solutions to problems that didn't seem apparent. Right. 
But it's also very clear that artificial intelligence is not anything like human intelligence, nor is there any reason to think it will be, ever. Right. So all the people who are worried about computers taking over the world, it, they're just... There's no reason for them because that's not... That's just not what uh, what the computer is interested in, I guess. So I might have got a better focus on the 1.8, but this one's 1. 1.8. Uh-huh. And so it's the interpolated between right. the two cameras, and that's 2.0. And the 1.8 to me looks better, but it might have got a soft focus on the 2.0 shot. Okay. I just I was curious to see how good blending two images together to make 1.8 is compared to straight up optical capture. I don't know. So sorry I interrupted you. Well, you just you weren't listening to to the go thing, so you're just too busy like no, I, I was listening to. I was I'm sorry. I apologize. I'll mm. shut up now. Mm, I came here especially to do a free and post show. I'm done. You, you handed me your phone, your fault? Yeah. Probably. <laughs> All right. So. Okay, go. So, so it won because it did it like a non-human way. Right? Well, it it didn't stick to plain human tactics. It mm-hmm. played its scorecard was different than the humans, or at least it it saw ways, or at least it uh, came up with things that. Right. That. Ultimately, for very, for many reasons, not simply because it found a better way, but because the human was playing the human's way, and and that worked against the even the human player. So right. there's there's lots of different factors into it. It's not it's not like it it's not like it is it solved the game of Go, but it just it has a different tactic of playing the game that is comp- complementary essentially to the human way of playing the game. They both can work together to be even better at Go, right. Now, the strategies that use can be adopted by humans now that yeah. they've seen it, right? I wonder... I don't know Go very well. Neither do I. But I'm... I don't know chess very well either, so... I mean, I know right. it, but I don't know it. Right. I, I'm wondering, like, what was inherently different around the style of play and why a human hadn't played that style if you before. read the article it, it tells you yeah it. it tells you all about the the okay. moves and why they would be there why the human wouldn't make those moves and what the machine gained by making those moves okay i will look into it all right but you were then tying that into the whole robots to kill us all type well thing. It, it, it's it's brought up in the article mm-hmm. uh that this is this is AI. It's it's not, you know, it, it's not about taking over the world and, and and coming for our resources or whatever people think. It's it's an assistance. It's it's, it's a tool. It's simply an, a a tool that we can use. And yeah, maybe okay. So maybe at some point in the future we will make an artificial form of life that will supersede us or whatever. Well, then then we're just a, a, a part on that evolutionary ladder to create the next mm-hmm. thing. And I'd be fine with that. That seems like a, honestly, a good way for humans to to get snuffed out. To get snuffed, yeah. Because I mean, <laughs> we build our destroyer. Well, it's, yeah, it's better, better than uh, yeah. It's yeah. Better. 
disaster of our own making mm-hmm. is better than a disaster of not of natural causes. I mean, well, uh, it, it's better than us just killing ourselves off completely with nukes or something like that. We're <laughs> we're creating the next phase of of life, right? Sentience. Mm-hmm. Assuming that that sort of thing is even possible, right? Oh, it's possible. Have you seen movies? Have you seen Terminator? <laughs> well, Elon Musk thinks that AI thinks we're living in a simulation. Thinks that AI will take over the, the universe, and that we're going to get to Mars in uh, ten years or fifteen years. Uh, and he's going to make a vacuum hyperloop thing. So clearly, he's bitten off a lot. Yes. The um, living in a simulation thing. Mm. I mean. Part of the argument at face value, and I'm sure, you know, when you start digging into it and dissecting it, you can pull it apart. You probably have the answers ready. But, you know, part of his big argument is just look at the probabilities, you know, that we're here and everything has happened. You know, are we in the original copy or is it? More likely that we're in one of a zillion simulations of of the original. Well, we don't know the probabilities. So to say, look at the probabilities, and there's a one in blah, blah chance, you don't know what the possible space of chances are, so you can't say what it is. Right, but I think what they're saying is we shouldn't, you know... Right, you don't know what the space is. But, man, we're awful lucky if we're the real thing, if we're not the simulation. And I don't think that we deserve to be that lucky is kind of what they're saying. Well... You have to look at probability. You have to you have to establish what probability is. All right, look at it this way. Oh, and there and people have put. You know, Bank of America said there's a fifty percent chance that this is a simulation. Okay, let me <laughs> let me back off from this for a second. Look, the universe is a big, gigantic universe. Let's assume for a second, just for the sake of this, that it, that it's the reality, it's the base reality. I don't even know right. if that's true, or I really assume that that's naturally, necessarily true. But let's assume that. Right. Um, in that entire universe, in that all those possible states, what are the odds that you, dear listener, would be listening to me saying this right now? What are the odds? Right, astronomically huge. You say, "Well, the odds are one to one." You're listening to me right now, <laughs> so it's it's the the odds that you will win the lottery are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The odds that someone will win the lottery happens all the time. So let's not get too caught up in this. We're one and a 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 one in a zillion, 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 because you don't know. What developed to to make that probability space, or even what the size of that probability space is? So that's where that argument kind of falls apart for me, because you can't make probabilities like that. That's not how probabilities work. Right. The calculus has to add up to one. That's the that's what has to happen with the probability calculus. Twenty to fifty percent chance we're living in a simulation, says Bank of America. Well, Bank of America is a corporation. What did they put out a a press release saying we Bank of America think that we're in a simulation. They like it was kind of a report to their clients type thing. I don't know what the exact reason they would put this out was, but the report which was issued to clients also. Uh, oh well, the the thing that 
the the news story about this was that not only did they think we're in a simulation, but they're working with people to find a way to get out. You saw that, right? I saw that Elon Musk was. Right. right. Yeah. He wants to get out of the simulation. That's like your web browser wanting to get out of his computer. That's that's the kind of silly leap of logic that Elon Musk is making. Well, you've seen The Matrix, right? You can get out of it. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you, right? It's If we are in a simulation, come up with... That's a, our reality. Right, right. It, it it doesn't if the, we if we can't escape it then just like well if it's if it's fundamentally exactly the same as if it were a base reality then what then who cares if you can prove that we're in a simulation by showing something that is evidence I don't even know what that would be because mm-hmm. anything you could say you can just say well that's the way the universe works well, people like the idea of free will man it's okay. So and it doesn't seem like you could have free will inside a simulation. Does it doesn't seem like you can have a free will inside a Newtonian universe? It doesn't seem like you necessarily have a free will inside even a, a non-deterministic universe. You and your facts. <laughs> people don't like your facts. Uh, pe- people like to think that they're driving. You know that that they're a little thing driving the mm-hmm. the ghost in the machine, but that's not how. I know. That's not how people work. I know. I know. Yeah, I mean, for me, simulation or not, there are uh, the the things that are testable and the things that are not. Right. And I've come to the worldview. You know, it took me a while to come here, but you know, to me, it it doesn't. If it's not testable, then it doesn't really matter to me, because. By the definition of testable, it, it's non-affecting, right? It's it's something that doesn't affect me. Mm-hmm. So why worry about it? Or if it does affect you, then there's no way you could know how it's going to affect you. Sure. Because you you can't you can't measure it in any way. So right. yeah, it's it's a <clears throat> it's just the latest version of the same story. Which is there's a whole other thing where just a tiny snow globe and a mm-hmm. you know it, it, it's and then the the only one of them that that seems to be that seems to have evidence is the fact that we're on a tiny ball of rock in a gigantic expanse of space time that seems to be true as far as we can tell at least we have evidence for that right. that being a world computer you know virtual reality world is no evidence i mean what is the difference really yeah no i'm with you on this i'm with you i'm fine be living in i I would like to find a bug that turns me into a superhero that'd be fun (laughs) some kind of bug that gives me superpowers the problem is that uh like most bugs don't just do one little thing and work, you know, a bug like that would create Gives a whole bunch of, and... well, it would create a whole lot of other problems in order to have the power to say, levitate. Turns out you need negative energy or something with negative mass to, to, but doesn't, and that would cause a lot of problems because that would in our universe cause an energy spike to constantly go up. And then that's when you have a black hole. And it's... But that's in the rules of the program. I'm saying we. we well, I'm saying if, if, you, if you create a bug, then that's going to have consequences also. 
Mm-hmm. It's not just going to be stable in one space. That's going to corrupt all other things around it. So, and that's what we call a vacuum uh, a vacuum catastrophe. Okay. When the vacuum, the the false vacuum of the universe is in collapses, and therefore, at the speed of light, everything gets destroyed. Yeah. How would you, you know, I'm, it's I'm a think, fun end of the world. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm thinking about the, the how do you detect when you're in a program? Like how do you like if you imagine like you find something in maybe the reason that general relativity and quantum mechanics don't fit together is a bug, or no. maybe it's just that we haven't <laughs> solved the problem. All right. I mean, I'm I'm going to put my money uh, on that one. Me too. Me too. But you know, it'd be a fun fiction, span, you know, fun fiction story to write. That you know, the things that we can't reconcile somehow pry those apart to realize you're, you know, it's a bug in the software type thing. It would seem like the software would have would be a complete world in itself, and and the the bugs would be issues where where there's not a lot of resolution, as opposed to issues where there's two completely yeah. different rule sets. Or rule sets that work on two completely different Program codes. Program had a bad day. The day he was working on quantum mechanics. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, this has already been done in The Matrix, yeah. and I'm sure in other movies, too. Sure. The, the 13th Room, uh, uh, Existence, um, yeah, uh, dark, uh, dark City. There's pl- plenty of mm-hmm. things like that. Yeah, like you know, like in the Matrix, it was like deja vu, right? I would have rather had it been like. Well, I mean, go go to other things like yeah. Aldous Huxley, The Doors of Perception. I mean, you you okay. can go through a lot of mm-hmm. different uh, sure. of things, and it all comes down to Plato's Cave. Okay, you know Plato's the no. allegory of the cave. No, if you so Plato was saying, let's say that you are someone is in a cave and all they're chained in a cave, and so that all they can see is shadows. Of stuff, so all they see for their entire life is shadows. They would be convinced that's the real world. Okay. So if you let them out of the cave, how would they interpret the world? the The shadows are all that they see. I see. It's a two thousand year old argument. Mm-hmm. Cool. And it's never been solved because it's one of those things. It's like, well, there's not really any good way to solve it. <laughs> right. So it's silly to think that Elon Musk has, has solved it or, or will be able to with the help of its Hyperloop engineers. <laughs> so the um, Blue Origin had their launch escape test last mm. week. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it was, it was a couple things I noticed when I was watching it. One was kind of like the tone of the announcer. It's like... <laughs> See, because they said at the beginning that they were not putting very high probability on landing that rocket. Right. Yeah, they thought it could be damaged too badly by the solid rocket boosters on the uh, escape uh, crew module. Mm -hmm. Um, But they landed it anyway. Everything went perfectly. And, you know, it's kind of like, take that, SpaceX. You know, no, still not good doing orbital, you know, type things with this. But, you know, that'll be the next rocket. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's just it's watching successful rocket science is just fun, no matter what. And I mean, if 
If the tone was actually, because I didn't hear the, the no, if no, the tone they, was actually take that, take, then no, that's dumb. Because I, I read it into it myself, right? But yeah, <laughs> rockets were... are amazing. But re- remember that rockets are bombs with nozzles on them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, little things can go wrong, and they do with rockets. The um, slow bombs with nozzles, basically. Have you seen any of the Blue Origin um, landings? Yeah, it comes in so fast. And then, like at the last moment, it puts on the brakes. I was, I thought it was interesting how quickly, like, because they had the velocity right on the screen. I'm like, what? So I think just look. I don't know. Yeah, but it was coming at like 200 miles an hour, like, and it was only like a thousand feet out there, you know, or I forget how many feet off the ground. I mean, it comes in super fast, and like the last couple hundred feet is where all the deceleration. Well, that's all you need. Well, sure. We'll save on fuel, right? Yeah, yeah. Maximize your fuel. I understand that. But that's from, how. Uh... But from a non-rocket scientist. It seems like, you know, you're skidding into the parking place. You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, skidding into the parallel parking spot. Well, yeah, all, all it takes is a simple, you know, F equals MA. You just put out <laughs> enough force. You and your logic, you know, for us who aren't rocket scientists, Look, watching that thing come in so fast, it's like, whoa. I mean, as I explained to some other people recently, I've spent a long time, uh, years now, learning math that I never knew. And so, yeah, I look at the world that way now. It's just, I mean, I can't help it anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see the world as, you know, or I, I understand the world as a, a real version of my idealized math that I've learned. Okay. So it's it's hard not to, like, be like, yeah, well, that's, that's what happens. Right. Because you learn the physics, and it's like, it, it isn't surprising. I mean, it's surprising. It, you see it the first time, and it's a pretty sight. Right, but isn't when you think about it, you're like, oh, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Oh yeah, I'm not saying it's magical. I'm saying it's awesome, all inspiring. Okay, you know that. Yeah, I, I buy that. Speaking of all inspiring, did you see this gift that I put in? Oh yeah, yeah, I saw this. So it's really cool. It's it's a it's a sphere. It looks like a sphere of like a looks like a plastic of some sort, mm-hmm. and he's dripping and putting into what seems like water. And disappears, and then he's lift, lifting it out, and it appears in his hand. It's almost like it—it it looks like it sort of melts into the water. Mm-hmm. So, here's the question for you: Why do you? What do you think is happening? The, um... I'll give you a hint. It has to do with the reason why this looks different. Well, yeah, I was going to say the refraction index. Mm-hmm. The fraction index of that material and the liquid is exactly the same. Yeah. So it uh, the light goes. You just right stuck a dirty it. ass Chinese pencil into your water. Yeah, it's just water. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> it was just water. Now it's water filled with dirty ass Chinese arsenic. <laughs> and I gotta drink it. Mmm. <laughs> Love that arsenic. All right. Let's see. Don't want to do that. There you go. The Matrix story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This uh... <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Greg has a meme picture with the meme font, and there's two crows sitting on a rail. And that's, the caption is attempted murder. Crows. Either get it or you don't. I think. But yeah, so. It was funny. I reposted yeah. that in the work Slack, and yeah. some people didn't get it, which is. I did it in the same channel where we talked about. Um, What's his name's book? The guy from inside the actor's studio. 
Oh, James. James uh, Lipton. Lipton. He wrote a book about groupings, mm-hmm. whole book about them. Mm. And we just talked about that like a week prior. So when I posted this picture, you know, a lot of people got it, but a few people didn't. Yeah. Well, they, I mean, because so they weren't paying attention. Well, or you don't know that a, mm-hmm. a group of crows is called a murder. So right. I mean, right. Um, ugh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt at this after the debate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what else? There's a picture of us winning. Yay, we did it. 53. 53. 23 minutes. And <laughs> <laughs> there's a picture, one of the meme pictures. It's yeah. the one you've probably seen it before. Bill Clinton's joyously walking on a stage and, and Obama's at the podium kind of rubbing his brow. Like, it, it, it just the the photographer caught a moment where it looks like Obama's like, oh, fucking Clinton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, so that's all. The... But the caption for that, the Clinton's like, did some say pussy? <laughs> uh, okay, I don't, well, okay, there's one other thing. Yes, boss. The tweet that, that I put out. The tweet that you put out. Which one's this? That Dave Morton liked. You can unscramble an egg if you have some chickens. Unscramble an egg if you have some chickens. Uh, I don't get it. Okay, so uh, it's an entropy joke. Um... I came up with it. I'm proud of it. Anyway, the point is, you always say you can't crack an egg and put it back together. You can't scramble an egg and put it back into an mm-hmm. egg. Well, you can if you take the egg that you scrambled and you feed it to chickens okay. who can then create another egg. So if you, if you ex- expand the space and use the machinery that was originally there to make the egg in the first place... Well, you sort of can. You just have to think a little bit outside the box. Gotcha. Neat. All right. Let's go on to the beers. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. 